Yeah, hey everyone, it's Peter from Man City Voice. Um, yeah, so this is episode three. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, and today we're going to be talking about, um, so it's a bit of a review of Man City's 5-0 hammering of Burnley at the weekend. And then uh, we'll do some ratings, kind of a look at the overall performance and that kind of thing. But then we'll also look forward to what actually is tonight's um, Champions League fixture against Shakhtar. So a bit of a preview. Um, and then the next podcast will be available on Friday. And we'll kind of um, do this. So we don't want to early in the week, generally kind of Monday, Tuesday. Um, and then every Friday um, there'll be there'll be one before uh, the weekend's fixtures. And obviously, um, this weekend in the Premier League, um, we've got Spurs on Monday night. So that should be a really, really interesting match there. Um, obviously, that's the one that's been moved because of um, because to Wembley, because the, the, top, the, the, the Tottenham Stadium isn't ready. Um, but anyway, so back to, back to last weekend um, against Burnley. 5-0, um, absolutely smashed them. I mean, I predicted 3-0, not too far off. Um, but a lot more comfortable um, than it has been definitely in the last couple of years. Um, and I think that's probably a combination of um, us maybe perhaps getting used to the way Burnley played. Perhaps Burnley not being quite at their best. Obviously, they're not having a, as good a season as they had last season. Um, but also, for I mean, I've, I've said that perhaps we're not hitting um, the heights of last season. But I think... I think we're beginning to. I think obviously the number of goals that we conceded, actually we conceded and a scoring was sorry, we're scoring a lot more, and actually conceding a lot less. Obviously we've only scored conceded three goals um, in the league this season, um, and, a, and a hell of a number of clean sheets. So looking really good. Um, yeah, and just just a really really positive result. Um, obviously coming into the like we said the Champions League against Shakhtar tonight on Tuesday, um, and yeah, just everything's looking good for City really. So. Um, really positive and I'm yeah looking forward to kind of almost like the rest of this in the Christmas period all the busy fixtures coming up um the performance against Burnley was was just I mean, it almost kind of in many ways fault, faultless I can't really remember um a sh- almost kind of like a shot that Burnley really made in anger perhaps I mean it was um yeah didn't really have too many and a lot of them were kind of restricted um to to the edges to the edge of the box and outside so yeah really really positive and i think in terms of um in terms of man of the match i think quite rightly um mares got it um yeah i mean and quite a way for him to return obviously following what happened against liverpool missing the penalty um and a lot of fans especially online giving mares kind of a lot of um, a lot of stick, really, and a lot of abuse. So, really pleased from from Mares. He is a quality player, um, and we'll see. I don't know if he's going to be as successful as some of the other players and some of the other um, kind of you know legends of City and that kind of thing. But I think he's just really effective. He's quick, got quick feet, and that left foot. I mean, he proved on Saturday just how just how effective it can be. Those balls that he was whipping in to um, over the top to a, to Aguero um, were they're just almost un, undefendable. If you you know you're going to get ahead on it, you're going to give away a corner. Um, but actually, the kind of the whip and bend on it is so accurate that a lot of the time Aguero was getting there um, and perhaps should have scored more than than the one he got. Obviously, the definitely should have scored the one where it fell to him um, a couple of yards out, and he's actually hit it and it's gone out for a throw in, <laughs> which is a bit odd. Um, 
And obviously, yeah, if you contrast that to a couple of years ago when Aguero scored that ridiculous goal from from a tight angle against Burnley, um, yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a contrast there. Um, obviously, the other one of your main talk, kind of talking points, obviously Joe Hart, returning of Joe Hart, um, and actually made um, pretty pretty decent fist of it, uh, pardon the pun. But yeah, played I think played pretty decent. Obviously, couldn't really do too much about any of the goals really. Um, a lot of them were either good, really good finishers or really well-worked goals and just really didn't, you know, his, either his Burnley teammates and the quality of City just didn't really help him. Um, and, he, you know, he was obviously really pissed off and quite quite annoyed with that um, final goal going in and pretty much damaging our post. Um, so, you know, the Bills in the post, Joe. Um, but yeah, just a, just a really positive performance. And I think in terms of, um, in terms of ratings, um, yeah, just go through the theme. So, in terms of ratings, I would go... Um, Edison, I would give him a six. I think Edison um, didn't really have to do much. And kind of what he did have to do, um, especially mostly, I suppose the biggest role he played on Saturday was on the kind of rare occasions where he did have the ball, did go for a goal kick or whatever, um, was actually just the kind of, as he normally does, start the plays um, and that kind of thing. But they Burnley weren't... I don't think they they pressed as well as obviously some of the better teams or some teams that pressed us really high, especially teams in the Champions League who tried to get us in the back foot and we just wasn't really wasn't really tested. So I think a six is um, a fair for him. Bearing in mind what he can do, he's you know he's obviously already assisted this season and um, he can and is able to make some really good saves. But just nothing really was there for him. He could have um, I think he could have had a sofa and just sat down. Um, obviously, yeah, John Stones. At right back, filling at right back for Kyle Walker, who's obviously injured. Um, following who came, uh, Walker came back from England, uh, duty injured. And I think Joe Stones is just he's really just fitting into that, um, real flexible. Um, he always kind of has been, I guess, just because he's a really good footballer, but um, yeah, he just he just filled in at right back. He wasn't obviously as if you kind of contrast them to Mendy, um, he clearly wasn't as adventurous, but then even Mendy wasn't kind of absolutely bombing down that left hand side. I think we were pretty kind of solid and rigid. Um, which is a bit of a trend from from the Liverpool. So I think they were kind of picking and choosing their moments, kind of when to go. And Stones didn't really um, didn't really have to pop up, but was often popping in and kind of like that kind of right centre midfield, like what Pep likes to do with his full-backs and kind of invert them a little bit. It was often kind of just going inside and and getting the ball and popping it around. Um, and yeah, and I I would say that Stones had a really solid match. Nothing kind of too um, extravagant or nothing too amazing. So I'd give him a seven. Pretty much the same with Mendy as well on the left back. Um, uh, probably sl- you know slightly more adventurous, but did nothing absolutely spectacular. I would say. Um, but again, again, another another really solid performance from Mendy. I think that's just um, yeah looks looks well for the season. Obviously, if he can stay fit, I think it gives City options, and I think that. City with Mendy in the team, it just it it allows them to perhaps play more more central players, either midfielders or or even two strikers. Perhaps you can kind of play Jesus and Aguero with less of a need for someone like um, Sane on the left or Sterling on on the left, or they prefer him on the right. But yeah, so I think those two um, really solid sevens. Um, as for company and the port at the back, um, again, I'd say a comfortable. Comfortable sevens for me, um, but I just think that for me Laporte just always looks really classy. Um, so I'm actually going to flip. I'm going to give I'm going to give Laporte an eight. So um, Laporte's eight out of ten for me. Company seven, but obviously um, that that moment in the beginning when he fouled Aaron Lennon um, could have really, really um, 
puts it in a, in a sticky situation. So I'm going to give it a seven because the rest of the match was good. But actually that moment, um, he's lucky not to receive um, a much lower mark. Because like I said, he was he was pretty commanding and very composed. But that kind of definitely that one big moment where um, in, you could argue that he... he he should have got a red. I think it, you know it was dangerous, and he's clearly he's, he's cut learning. I don't think it's kind of the most, I don't know, scything or kind of you know the, the the contact is quite close if that makes sense from from when he doesn't kind of come from a long way out or um, yeah I don't know. It's just it's a bit of a weird one. It's kind of not he's kind of absolutely flown into the tackle, but I think it's just kind of a very quick reaction. Bodies turn. And he's put a leg in. He's obviously clearly mistimed it. Um, but yeah, could have could have put City in a tricky situation. I, mean, I think, to be honest, the way that Burnley played, the way that City played, I think even if we went down to 10 men, I think we would have had a really good sh- um, chance chance of winning it. I'm the, I'd be that confident in, in the performance. Um, Fernandinho, um, for me, yeah. I mean, pretty good, to be honest with you. I mean, he's just, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what City do. Um, I hate kind of just talk, you know, talking about you know replacing Fernandinho when he's playing so well um and he seems kind of like ever young he's kind of in his early 30s and it just feels like he's just going to go on forever maybe three four more seasons but perhaps that won't be the case but again just a really really solid performance and I just really like the way he kind of puts City on the front foot all the time um I just really he's just really positive and it just it, it just and it shows and often when Fernandinho has a chance at the edge of the box to shoot he's definitely not shy in having a shot and often, let's be honest, um, it, it kind of goes into the stands. But I was so pleased that finish. Uh, but he kind of he hits, you know, a couple every season. Um, so let's, let's hope he has a couple more. But um, that was an absolute brilliant finish into, into the corner. Really composed, showed amazing kind of techniques to just get over the ball and, and, and slot it away. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, Fernandinho... Um, I, th- I think he was an eight, obviously, with the goal. Give him an eight with the goal. For me, Bernardo Silva, again, an eight. I just think he's so sharp. And he everything that's... A lot of the things that are good at the moment about City's play does come from him. I'm going to give um, Bernardo Silva an eight as well. Just really, really... Um, again, just positive. Be interesting to see what Pep does with Bernardo Silva. For me, he's he's been the probably the the standout player this season in terms of consistency consistency of performance and perhaps play even though he's kind of played more centrally he can play wide he did play a bit more of a reserve role against Liverpool kind of showed that kind of composure and almost like professionalism and even kind of experience even though he's not that young um not that old sorry um and yeah I just think both for me Bernardo Silva and Fernandinho 8 out of 10 really really good um but yeah your man David Silva um I think, yeah, the only one that could possibly rival um, Mares, who we're going to talk about in a sec, although we've kind of already mentioned him, um, would have been Darius, David Silva. I mean, I think somebody recently put a thing on Twitter, and I've I've done it a few times uh, in the last um, in the last probably year or so. But yes, when that man leaves, you know, uh, when that man leaves um, the the club, there's the don't think there's going to be a dry eye in. Um, in the place because that yeah that that is just simply amazing simply brilliant his touch his control the way he kind of glides around the pitch his movement it's just beautiful any City fan that's watched him over the last kind of god knows how many years now um eight nine ten years whatever it is he's he it's just it's just beautiful to watch and 
you could, you know, when we signed him early on, I was kind of thinking, well, actually, this this guy could play for God knows how many years because he doesn't really need he doesn't really need the pace. He links up with Sane so well on that side, gives him balls to run into, and also kind of Mendy as well when he's at it. Not quite um, for that for this fixture against Burnley, but yeah, just really, um, I don't know. There's just <laughs> it's I just can't I can't see the day when he leaves because it's just going to be so sad. Of course, we've got. Someone like, I guess, perhaps Bernardo Silva and Foden, and we'll come on to talk about him in a sec, but um, just another outstanding, outstanding performance from, you know, arguably Man City's greatest ever player. Just uh, And it will be so fitting if this team, perhaps, you know, if we win the league again, that'd be, that'd be amazing. But hopefully we can go on. Obviously, we've got the Champions League this week against Shakhtar, um, and I think he's going to be absolutely instrumental if we are to kind of progress further than we ever done before, get to a final, perhaps even win it. Um, so nine out of ten for me was just absolutely brilliant. Didn't really put a foot wrong all game. Um, and then Mares um, again, kind of a different type of performance. Obviously, he's kind of um, jinking, using his speed, using that kind of whip of a left foot that he's got. Um, I still think he's a. It kind of gives. I still think he's a little bit selfish. But I think that's perhaps just his game. I think maybe perhaps you're just going to have to accept it. It's part of kind of, you know, Sterling's game that, yes, he is going to miss the odd simple chance. Um, but but as, as long as he keeps doing the stuff that he's good at and contributing and scoring goals and assisting, um, you know, Mahrez and, and Sterling, then then I don't think you can really moan about it. You kind of have to accept it. Um, I think, as we know, even someone like um, David Silva hasn't got the most pace in the world. But I suppose as long as he... Um, as long as he you know, continues to perform like he does, then no one's going to moan. And also, um, you know, someone like Edison, perhaps maybe not the um, best shot stopper in the world and actually qu- uh, not the quickest to get down as in comparison, maybe some of the more kind of agile keepers. But actually what he brings, you know, his, his shot stopping is probably still, I'd say, top 10 goalkeepers in the world. But actually what he brings in terms of um, the with his feet and kind of that side of things how getting um moves forward for city and kind of spotting players in open positions um and making city kind of get the opposition turned around um is is so positive that you kind of outweigh the negatives but yeah just mara's just a really positive performance like i said i'm just so pleased that following that um liverpool um incident when he missed the penalty he, he was able to just kind of put in that performance and it was good to see that Pep kind of had faith in him and actually said, you know what, he, has, he is actually playing well, he is scoring goals for City and he's put him in and I mean, that finish um, for the goal over Joe Hart was just sublime, absolutely beautiful. Um, probably one of the best goals um, this month and and yeah, just uh, I'm just really pleased for him because I think he do, he's the type of player that um, kind of not deserves to do well but he's kind of waited his time, kind of obviously could have left the season after Leicester won the league, but stuck around for a couple more seasons, um, and now he's had his chance. And he's not the youngest, the youngest guy in the world. So, um, so yeah, I think again, it just gives us options. Then I, I did think that we did need a kind of you know another attacking option um, that potentially could have been Sanchez, but perhaps we've missed a bullet there. So um, yeah, again, just Mares nine out of ten, man of the match for me. Um, a nine, obviously, along with David Silva. But I just think. His goal and his overall performance um, just kind of edged it for me, and I know I think the kind of the stadium um, announcer gave um, gave him the man of the match as well. I think um, Sane again, he again um, he got a goal, played really well. Kind of perhaps not his kind of his best match, but I'd say really solid. Again, was really attacking, put Burnley um, on the back foot. 
Just really, really strong performance from him. Obviously capped it off with another goal, absolutely giving kind of um, nightmares to the to the Burnley defence, especially Lowton, who obviously had that weird kind of kick out. And I don't think that was enough for a red card, but it's just petulant. And it kind of does... Um, uh, perhaps this perhaps is a reflection of his character in many ways where actually if things don't go his way um and I get I'm gonna get this similar with with Gabriel Jesus but maybe it's just actually if you were kind of that good at football and you kind of grown up it probably takes a you know a bit of a stronger character and really good upbringing perhaps not to kind of behave and act like that and actually they just want to win so much that um that that's why they do things but just really stupid why do you need to you know why do you need to do that um I don't know, but it kind of, you know, got away with it. Like I said, I wouldn't have given a red card. Unlike the company watch, I really think you could have um, genuinely give a, given a case for, for giving that as a red card. Um, but not, no, I don't think the Sane one, it's petulant, it's a yellow, but any more, perhaps, then yeah, he could have potentially got a red. But as it was, it was kind of pretty late on. Um, and he's not really the type of game to kind of tackles and that kind of thing. He's more kind of on the receiving end. So yeah, for me, 8 out of 10 um, for, for Sane, obviously got the goal. Um, and yeah, and obviously then um, Sergio as well. Um, yeah, Sergio. I think interesting one from Sergio. I'm going to give him. Um, I'm going to give him seven out of ten. Um, when he he obviously scored the goal, but missed that sitter, and obviously did miss miss another chance as well. So we'll. Uh, but with with Sergio this season, he just looks really, really sharp. I've said this before, but just kind of sharper than he ever has before. And I think that's due to the to, to the injury that he's been having, and obviously that was kind of basically resolved um, over the summer, and obviously that kind of um, surgery that he had. So uh, yeah, just looking really, really sharp. And I think he's just going to go from strength to strength. He's going to get tons and tons of goals this season, um, especially with the return of Kevin De Bruyne. Obviously, a really, really um, impressive cameo. I mean, I'm going to say as much as an eight out of ten. Um, so just for, I just think what you have to bear in mind with subs is that the time that they have on the pitch. Um, and he had kind of half an hour, and he showed in that half an hour what we've been a what we've been missing, and b what we have to really look forward to. I mean, that blind pass that he's made um, to was it Silver or Foden? I can't remember who's on the other end of it, but that uh, absolute blind pass. The ball's come to him, and he's not facing him. Somehow he knows that the players made the run, and it just dropped in perfectly, and we could have could have easily scored from that. Um, and that wasn't the only one. There's two or three when he came on and he's just thinking that is what we've missed. When Sterling, when Sane, when kind of Bernardo Silva, maybe perhaps Foden, Aguero, Jesus, when they're running, when they're making the angles for people people like, um, especially De Bruyne, he's going to find them. He's going to create chances. And if he's not assisting, he's going to be assisting the assister. He's just, um, it's re- it was really good to see him back. A good half an hour, I think a good call from from Pep to give him that time, um, quite a, you know, quite a bit of time to be fair, you know, half a good half an hour um, to show that yeah, he's kind of up to up to match up to match practice. And I would perhaps start him um, in the Champions League. I think if he's feeling fit, if there's no kind of ill effects from um, from that match, I think he's just that important. I think we need to get a win at Shakhtar, then we can bring them back in a couple of weeks' time get the win again and then potentially we're kind of already top of that group despite winning the losing sorry the first game against Leon at home so really important uh yeah Jesus when he came on didn't really have kind of um too much suit but perhaps should have scored um but I'm not too I'm not too concerned with Jesus I think he just 
Um, he perhaps needs to try and start games, and I don't know whether he, I don't know whether Pep's gonna perhaps mix it up. I think I quite, I quite like the kind of you call it a four-three-three or a four-one. Um, a 4141 or whatever so I, I, he quite likes that formation at the moment but it's like I said with someone like uh, especially Mendy being fit and perhaps um, when Walker when he's back it does allow them to almost kind of play uh, wing backs are slightly more attacking Fernandinho sitting slightly more deeper and perhaps even John Stones in that position and then enables them to kind of play maybe three more centrally minded um, and a kind of creative midfielders um or or with Gabriel or perhaps with Gabriel Jesus and Aguero um joining up and maybe just kind of two sat behind them so it gives them options playing that way and I think that's going to be really interesting to see how he he gets on um and then Foden for me um yeah a really a really a really nice little cameo for him um just a couple of things you can just yeah you can just tell he just fits in just beautifully with that side um it just yeah it, what he's going to be in a few years time i think is going to be absolutely frightening him and um him de bruyne and bernardo silva and maybe even david silva sees there seems to be kind of ever young like i said um that is just going to be absolutely frightening for, for for the opposition with them players find you know kind of either, you know finding like i said the attacking quick players like Sane and Sterling and Aguero Jesus um it's going to be frightening for other players and I think yeah Felden with, with the time that he had on I think yeah a good solid seven for me so um so yeah if, if you um if you agree disagree um then just let me know you can kind of comment or um on on Twitter at Man City Voice um on my personal one which is at Soccer PM um so yeah a really good positive performance like I said on to kind of Tottenham um, at the weekend, um, and that's going to be a totally different proposition, really, isn't it? Um, we went, we went there obviously last season, um, and it was pretty much, pretty much to um, not secure. I think we obviously we've already secured um, the league by that point, but it could have been. So yeah, just quite kind of interesting to see see how that all plays out. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that match on Monday. Two really good sides, two really positive sides, two sides that are in form, um, scoring goals, winning matches. Uh, and yeah, we just have to see how that kind of plays out. I think I'm just, obviously these days I'm just really positive going into City matches. So I'm not too concerned that we're definitely, that we'll, we'll, that we'll lose. Um, but you just you just never know with, with these types of matches, do you? So obviously Liverpool, I've got um, Cardiff, at home on Saturday, which I think should be a bit of a um, a walk in the park or a, for them. Um, Arsenal away to Crystal Palace, Burn, uh, Chelsea away to Burnley, um, United at home to Everton. I don't know why I haven't mentioned United, but hey, <laughs> they're not even in it. I think they're ninth at the moment. I think that basically suns them up, and I would love Everton to kind of do them over. Um, so yeah, just uh, kind of really, really interesting set of fixtures. We've kind of got the most, the most difficult one um, this weekend. So, be interesting to see how it all goes and how it all pans out. But yeah, looking forward to. Obviously, got the Champions League match this week. Um, it's actually tonight, and um, this is um, being um, being posted. So, I don't know. Shakhtar's an interesting one, isn't it? It's kind of one of these. Um, they it seems to be the breeding ground for um, for kind of. Promising Brazilian players. You've got kind of Douglas Costa came through there, through there. Fred, a United sign, and obviously our very own Fernandinho. So, be interesting to see 
um, how that goes tonight. From my understanding and from some of the things that um, Fonseca, their manager, has been saying, that actually um, a few of their Brazilians might actually be out and they've been kind of scoring goals this season. So um, perhaps it might be slightly easier. And I don't think they are the team that they had been in the last kind of couple of Champions League seasons. But um, a, a really difficult place to go to. I think quite an intimidating atmosphere. I think they're now back playing, from my understanding, at the... Um, at their own stadium, which should be, um, which should be quite, quite like I say, quite in, you know, it's quite an intimidating atmosphere. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of my prediction for that, um, I think City will win, but I think it'll be close. I think it'll be like a uh, a two-one or a three-one. I'm going with two-one. Um, obviously, anything more than that at the moment, I'm being slightly more cautious than what the uh, what the results have actually been. But yeah, I just think. Um, We'll we'll get the result, and it's just really important for us to get the result because, like I said, if we can we, we can bring it back um, to the Etihad in a couple of weeks, then um, for the home leg, then it kind of puts us on a really strong, it'll put us on a really strong foot and get six points. That'll be nine points in total, and generally you only need about kind of nine ten points to qualify from the league. Um, but with so many strong teams in um, in the Champions League, and obviously if all the other English teams qualify, then you either want to kind of be top, but kind of be well, you can't be drawn against another English team. So if all of them um, finish top, we kind of avoid them anyway. But if they all finish, you know, if we all finish second, then we avoid them anyway. But if we kind of have a miss, miss, you know, a mismatch where we perhaps we finish second and they all finish top, which I can't really see that really happening. All of the, all of them, all the English sides finish in top, but you, it it gives you more of a chance, obviously, to play one of the one of the one of the other the other teams. Obviously, you can't play an English team in the last sixteen. So, just really important, just to kind of almost just win the group and and just kind of get you know get on with it and see see we see who we face. Um, like I said, it could be that we were the only team that maybe does win our group and the other teams finish second, and it just that that's the way it falls. And perhaps there's one or two strong teams in there, but I just I don't really fear anyone. Um, I don't even fear you know obviously like we've. Um, I mentioned it before on this podcast and this channel, but um, obviously we, you know, the match against Liverpool last season when we got knocked out of the Champions League, I think there was enough there to suggest that actually we we probably should and you know or could go on to to win to win the Champions League. For some reason, Liverpool seems to be one of these weird teams where we don't for the ninety minutes we don't play the same way that we do against all the other teams, and perhaps that's just because they are quite a good team and they don't allow us to do that. Um, but I think it did show in the last game against Liverpool a couple of uh, couple of weeks ago, ago now in the in the Premier League that actually, especially that second half, that I feel like we've got to grips with them. Perhaps they're maybe not in the best form, even though despite being kind of um, on the same number as points as us. Um, notice how I say the same number of points and not joint top as all the other media organisations seem to kind of point out. I know it sounds like a really pedantic point, but I know there's a lot of City fans that are kind of quite annoyed about this, and me too, because I think perhaps maybe that's what they do anyway. And I, I don't know. It sounds a bit. It just sounds a bit strange. But if you're coming into the running of the um, uh, of the Premier League, and we were still had still had the same points. You wouldn't really report it like that. You would be kind of saying that Liverpool need to either kind of increase their goal difference to overtake City or City need to slip up in order for Liverpool to kind of overtake them. But that's not really the language. And I don't know whether it's because it is this beginning part of the of the season. But yeah, just a bit of a, a weird one in terms of the way that the media are presenting it. And perhaps it's um, us as City fans being a, um, a bit kind of touchy about these things and, you know, the way that perhaps the media have historically either not or misrepresented City in the kind of the way that they 
um, talk about either their transfers and their players and that kind of thing. They kind of tend to have definitely a very money-orientated um, slant to things, whereas teams like Liverpool this season obviously outspent us. Man United have clearly um, outspent us over over the years, and that's not really the way that they the media would report it in, a com- in comparison to the way they do with City. But hey, um, we, I guess that's kind of what we have to put up with. But I just think, yeah, it's just a bit of a weird one. Like I said, I think it's perhaps the reason why they're doing that, um, not that I'm kind of need of kind of justify the media's behavior or anything but i think the reason why perhaps they're doing it is just because of where where it is at the season because it's not kind of you know this it was so far away from the season finishing that actually to have that kind of you know joint top phrase is a thing perhaps but realistically we're top um and you know it's 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 liverpool that have to catch us at the end of the day um they have to score they have to score more goals um, and as we carry on like we do, then we'll be, um, then we'll, you know, we'll, there's a good chance we'll win the league. Obviously, at the moment, um, we've scored 26, um, which is 10 more than Liverpool and four more than Arsenal, who scored um, the second most. And we've only conceded three, which is the joint, um, which is the joint least with, uh, with, with Liverpool. So yeah, it's interesting how. Um, and I think uh, is it Stephen Tudor who's um, who, who writes some really good stuff for City, um, and I think appears on some of the the Man City podcasts was kind of writing about this um, this week about how important actually City's defence is. I've actually thought um, I think actually that the defence this season is perhaps more solid. I don't know whether that's the thing with Laporte. Laporte this season is just looked ridiculous. I mean, since he's come in. And he's just took it like a duck to walk, but I think he's kind of gone under the radar. And again, I don't know if this kind of, you know, anti-city thing, or maybe we're just being paranoid, I'm not sure. But, you know, everyone, yeah, all the media, they're quite quick to kind of pick up how, you know, how Virgil van Dijk and how well he's doing, that kind of thing. You can't tell me that this season Laporte hasn't been as good, if not better, than, than Virgil van Dijk. I mean, he's been absolutely amazing. He's played most of the games, um, not, not really put a foot wrong. He's... Um, his timing of kind of sliding tackles and tackles in general is really good. His reading of the game, clearly distribution is beautiful. Um, just a really good all-round kind of like total pep defender. Um, but he's just been he's just been outstanding. Um, and I yeah I can't wait for him to kind of be, he's going to be in that city shirt for a good a good next decade hopefully. Um, and it's just he's just played really well and I think he kind of need that needs to be brought to the attention. But I think the one thing with City in their kind of defence is that actually what kind of puts t- takes them apart from a lot of the other teams is actually kind of the quick turnover ball when we do leave, lose the ball we're quite quick to win it back again and I think that has a lot to do with the midfield not necessarily the defence I think kind of players like um, especially Fernandinho and Kevin De Bruyne are really pivotal and actually Jesus when he's on the pitch is really good Sterling um, is pretty decent at that as well it's kind of that quick turnover ball when we have lost the ball it looks like we're kind of going to lose it and the players have that kind of yeah, it's almost like this kind of forward step, forward motion, a bit of kind of like a rugby thing, I think, where they're kind of they're it, it's closing down, but it's closing down in numbers, but doing it in a really kind of smart way. And I've been just really impressed with City ever since Pep came in doing that. I think some performances, even the first season where we didn't win anything, I think some of the performances that I've seen were just were just brilliant, especially doing that, winning the ball back really quickly, dominating the ball, not giving them a chance. I think there was a home match against Everton, which was just unbelievable um, in that first season. Where it's kind of one of the, the best kind of first, especially I think the first half. It was just one of the best halves I've seen. And obviously, we didn't go to win on anything. In that first start, in that first season with Pep, but I think there were signs there that actually that's that's where it kind of 
the, the defense is really important. I think kind of Pep said this before, where something like, I think even like Pep Guardiola, when he used to, um, um, well, Johan Cruyff, perhaps, sorry, when he was manager of Barcelona, he said things about Pep, which was interesting. He was saying like Kuman and Pep, they're not the best defenders. I think what he's meaning by that is actually kind of like tacklers. They're not kind of amazing tacklers. But actually what they are good at is is kind of positional sense and actually listening to his instructions, getting kind of trying to retain that ball, note kind of noticing spotting danger and that kind of thing. So um, he's obviously, Pep's obviously kind of taken that ball and stealed it in his own players and hence he is the manager he is today. Um so yeah, kind of gone a little bit off piece, but yeah, just really looking forward to the, the Shakhtar match. Really hoping that we win, obviously, but um, just think it's going to be a bit of a um, a bit of a tough match. Always tends to be um, against Shakhtar. So um, so yeah, like I said, I'm going to predict two one, um, and and yeah, come on, you blues. I think I'm just, I think we're the, the kind of the season almost for me. Um, pretty much um, starts now. We have De Bruyne back. I know we started already. We scored lots of goals. It's done really well. But I think in terms of this Christmas period coming towards the end of October, there's lots of Champions League matches coming up. There's a League Cup coming up. There's kind of back-to-back, you know, wall-to-wall Premier League matches coming up. I think there is an international break. Let's kind of break it all up. But, you know, between now and pretty much kind of Christmas and New Year, there's lots of football to be played. We've got a lot of players back fit. I'm just really looking forward to this next fish. It'll be interesting to see what... Pep does in terms of the lineup. Um, I wouldn't kind of go too far away from what he did at the weekend. I know that um, kind of players do need rest, but I think what he perhaps might do um, is uh, I don't know. I think he might perhaps go with. <clears throat> it depends if um, Walker's fit or not, but he perhaps might go with the same back five with Fernandinho. Have David Silva. Um, and potentially De Bruyne if he's fit in there, although it, it might be a bit too early for him and kind of stick with, with um, Bernardo Silva. But I'd have David Silva and Bernardo Silva just ahead. And I would have Bernardo Silva and um, and perhaps Sterling wide, but with kind of in, pretty much interchangeable. I think the Champions League matches, it's not... Um, I think Bernardo Silva this is definitely much better and his future lies centrally. Um, but... I just kind of feel, I know that Mares was man of the match at the weekend, but I wouldn't want to drop Mares. I think De Bruyne is going to be, um, I think he looks really sharp. So that's what I would go with um, and have kind of Mares and Sane on the bench coming on um, if we if we need a goal. Um, but yeah, looking forward to tonight's match. Smash Burnley 5-0. Um, we'll, do another, we'll do another episode on Friday, reviewing the Champions League matches, doing a Champions League match and matches, seeing where we are, um, see how we've ended up in in the group stage, and then looking forward um, to the Spurs game at the weekend in a little bit a little bit more depth. See if there's kind of been any fresh injuries, see who's playing well, any mistakes, goals, etc. Um, and yeah, that's it. So thanks for thanks for listening. Never um, Man City Voice podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter at Man City Voice. Follow me, my personal account on Twitter at Soccer PM. Um, and yeah, that's and, and thanks for listening. On to the next one. Cheers, guys.